Welcome to the Green Green Grassroots of Football with me, Andy Glover. Me, Mark Grinter. And before we go further, I would just like to thank our sponsor, Rachel's Bookkeeping, for all of your bookkeeping needs. As you can hear, Ben is still not with us. This saga, no, this saga is now rumbling on and we are actively exploring loan options to other podcasts. And I've had interest from both the Granny Ripple Stitch Crochet podcast and the Suspension Bridges of the World podcast, as Ben fast becomes the Jaden Sancho of the podcast world. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, in case you hear background noise as well, we are in trusty Summerdale Pavilion as always recording this. So that's uh, the background noises you hear, or if Mark's phone goes off because he's a technophobe, and that does happen. Um, <laughs> we're not silent. So on to the episode, and for a change, I'll start with a quote. To any young kid who wants to be a footballer, I will simply say, have fun playing football and enjoy the team spirit. That's the right attitude that will bring you pleasure and fulfilment in football. And that was Jurgen Klinsmann for all you celebratory divers. So, in this episode, we're looking at children joining a football club. Although, spoiler alert, we don't have any four or five-year-olds with us for their thoughtful insight or witty repartee. Rather, we have this week's special guest, James C. Evans, who I will pass over to in a moment. So, this episode is part one of another two-part special, looking at joining a club, and from James's episode, uh, perspective, that's via uh, a Wildcats section rather than Soccer Tots. And if you listen to the last episode, you'll understand where we're coming from, and I heartily recommend that if you haven't listened to the Tots of Wildcats episode, then you take time to do so after this. Uh, then next episode, we'll explore with James taking the next step and becoming the manager of the team to emerge from that Wildcats. And in both episodes, both Mark and I will chime in with our comments. Uh, we've both also gone through the same route. But for now, welcome James. Thank you. So as I said, this episode is about bringing your child to a football club. So James, why don't you introduce yourself and perhaps then go into a bit about why you decided to bring your daughter to football and also Fight Club GFC. Okay, so uh, I'll probably get a bit about, about my background when we get onto the manager, the, the next part of the podcast, actually, that's a bit more, a bit more relevant. But uh, in terms of, of why we got into to football and why fries, quite simply, it's, it's, it's because it's what everyone else was doing, you know? And that, that's, 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 the, that's the best start, isn't it? You know, all your friends are doing it. Why not you do it? Your friends or your daughter's friends? Oh, my daughter's friends. Good point. Good point. Good point. No. Yeah, my mates are doing oh, this. Oh, my, my daughter. Oh, 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 my daughter. This was this was my this was my my eldest daughter, uh, Sarah, and she's she's now she's now nine. She's she's in, in yeah, the under nines. Um, so she's in Ben's team. She's in Ben's team. Right. Not. I don't think that's the same Ben that keeps that keeps not appearing. No, sorry, podcast, not so. not the Ben we keep we keep dissing on the podcast. A different Ben, a very well 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 established, well experienced, <laughs> well knowledgeable coach Ben, who we will try and get on here in the future. But yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was my it was my eldest, and, and um, so so her and her friends that they, they all they all sort of started at the same time really. And my my daughter, you know, we like like most people, you know, you watch the international matches, the really the, the big ones, the to be honest, the men's ones, you know. Um, and uh, and that was about it. But then all of a sudden, she's she's joined she's joined Wildcats, um, and that's and, and now she's she, you know she's she's watching regularly watching women's matches now. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, she's 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 all in, and as a result, see now we've got my youngest in. 
uh, in Wildcats who well, are transition to under sevens. Um, and they've, they've absolutely loved it. It's, it's, it's like, like you probably said in previous episodes, it's, it's not even really at this age about the football, is it? It's, 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 about, it's about the, you know, them getting to understand their bodies and, and, yeah. and how they move, what they can do, what they can't do. Exactly. And, and just, and it is, it, I know it's such a cliche, isn't it, but it is about having fun. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fun is, the said, is the main thing, I think, we've said, like, you probably noticed in the first few Wildcat sessions, they're, they're 45 minutes to an hour, and I would say at least 30 minutes, they've not even got a football with yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, was, definitely, yeah. To begin with, and that's... They're just running around having fun. Yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, so it's all, 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 yeah, special awareness and... and yeah, with the fishes and sharks, yeah. you know, special awareness and and again that's just having fun and, and then you go on to the, the agility stuff which is them them understanding how their body what bodies work. Mm. Or the starts of it, should I say. And why fries? Why fries? Because fries is the best. Of course. That's the only answer, isn't it? <laughs> I mean were you local uh, what why here out of interest? Uh so well, well yeah, we are we are local to be fair. Yeah. Um I, although I'm I'm from London, my, my wife is, is from Bristol but um but yeah, Fries is our most, it's our most local team. I mean, for instance, I've got a girl in my team who quite literally lives 50 yards away from sort of a villain. So, you know, it's... Yeah. So, are you that sort of local? Because there are no, a number no. of teams in the Caitsham area, uh, not just within Caitsham, but yeah, yeah. along the road towards Bitten, Warmley, and up the road towards uh, Whitchurch or Risen. There are a number of teams around, so... Um, we're, we're, only about, we're only about 15 minutes walking distance, but I, I think yeah. I think it's because there were... There were we, it, there's a bigger profile, I think. I think yeah. we, we knew we knew about the club more than we did did all the others. Really. Yes, and and, and yeah. the you know the, the the pavilion helps. You know we we already knew about the pavilion and, and the facilities and stuff. So so yeah, that that's probably one. So yeah, there's a sort of general sort of awareness of the the whole the thing. profile of the yes. club. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's stick to that. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, so as we're all here because of our daughters, or in my case, granddaughter, for this episode, we'll start with some background on the Wildcats. So, Wildcats were launched in 2017 as part of the FA strategy to double female football participation by 2020. Given the initial low numbers of girls football within the age bracket, it was evident there was potential to significantly increase participation. After the success of 200 centres opening in its first year, with each one typically catering to 30 girls, the FA extended the scheme with the creation of a further 772 centres across the country in 2018, with investment from the FIFA Forward programme. And just a little side note, it was as part of the 2018 expansion the Fight Club JFC instigated our Wildcat Centre, thanks to our current chairman, Bernie, current ladies manager, Kelsey, before Mark subsequently took over. The all-female environment amongst friends, key to nurturing the girls' passion for football, has given many of the girls confidence to take the next step on their footballing pathway, which is club football. Uh, there's a little quote. You have to think that when these girls get to age 12, they'll have a real love of football and will go on to increase those numbers in that age group, and then the next, and so on. I don't think we're well on our way to having those girls playing in different areas of the game. And who knows, perhaps the next generation of lionesses will be the one that started their footballing journey as a wildcat. So yeah, that last quote's from the FA. How many clubs begin the girls' club football at a younger age than age 12? We've got another seven team, which we'll come to in the next episode, which is why James is here, uh, which we'll come on to. Um, originally sponsored by Scottish and Southern Energy, which was SSE Wildcats, it's now Weetabix Wildcats, 
And according to the England football website, Wildcats is non-competitive football for girls who want to give it a go for the very first time or want to play with other girls their own age. Most importantly, Wildcats is all about having loads of fun and meeting amazing friends. All Wildcat centres receive £900 as a start-up grant and 30 night footballs. Whoa. Um, clubs and organisations receive national Wildcats training from the FA. Did we? No. No? Okay. <laughs> um, which gives coaches and volunteers a foundation of information. Well, Kelsey and Bernie may have read the start. Which gives uh, volunteers a foundation of information ahead of the programme starting and supporting girls to play football. Providers received this £900 funding across two years, which is 600 in the first and 300 in the second, which I believe we did actually receive well, did six receive years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, we haven't had a penny since. No, you don't. It's just that first two years. Kit and equipment, branded promotional material and assets, training and support. Right, so that's sort of the background of the, uh, the Wildcats. So, on to the, the meat of the, the episode. Um, what was it like when you first came along then? I'm going to put, I'm going to put James right on the spot. God. Uh, what was it like, Bob? Like when, when we were talking about our first the, session, the, initial, the first session, the first initial session. first session, whether, whether bringing your first daughter or bringing your second daughter, because they would have had different experiences. Mm. Uh, first daughter, as I said earlier, to be honest, it, it I suppose, it, I suppose it was, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure how my, my daughter, who's never honestly played football before, never, never really. I'm a bit ashamed to admit she probably never really kicked the ball that much. Maybe a bit about of school, but we've not really, we hadn't really done anything at home. Um, and so I was, I was uh, I'm not going to say it goes as far as say concerned, but but I, I wasn't sure what to expect at all. Um, and and even yeah, you know, first session, I realised it was like I'm now repeating myself here, but um, first session I, I quickly realised that there's not there's nothing to be to be. I'm going to use the word concerned. What I wasn't concerned and such, but it wasn't. It wasn't football. It wasn't like they didn't even. They, I don't think my daughter even realised that she was playing football. Albeit, as Mark said, yeah, we'd play fish and the sharks, the agility, and then they kicked the football about at the end. But that bit at the end, the, the kicking the football about, I don't think she quite realised that she was playing football. Mm. It was just there was, there was a journey. ball and you're running around having fun with it. Yeah, that's yeah. that exactly is exactly that. And even to, even today, you know. I, my my daughter's I can't remember what, what age my daughter actually started uh, Wildcats, but you know, she's in under nines now, and, and uh, yeah, the the difference is huge. You know, I, I look back to that first that first day, those first few weeks, months, even, you know, and, and she didn't realise it, and and now well, she may still not realise it, really, but but um, but yeah, what a change. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting, actually, because I'll, I'll look at I'll probably come to Mark. I go to my my granddaughter Mara. She came along as a five year old, and it was Rupert and was it Rob. Yeah. Rupert. Certainly, Rupert. It might have been Ben. By no, that, no, it was after Ben. Yeah. Uh, another person with a beard who looked like <laughs> not Rupert. Um, it was two of them, and Rupert was the the lead um, guy, and came along for the very first session, and it started off with um, warm ups. They were doing uh, like the Okie Koki and they were running around doing uh, not as complex obstacle courses as Mark sets up, but little sort of in and outs and jumping over things and stuff like that. And my granddaughter stood with me and wouldn't join in at all for the first half an hour because there was no football. And even though she's not played before, she had seen her brothers play 
and she just didn't want to join in because there was no football involved. Not to actually play the game, but to her, in her mind, there needed to be a ball there. Mm. So it wasn't until about halfway through the session when they said, okay, everyone get a ball, that she actually left me and went and joined in. So, um, I mean, yeah. And then she'd enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, she actually did enjoy it and loved it. And we came for a few more sessions and then that was hit, funny enough, by a horrendous winter. And um, about four, five, six weeks later, it was like, we'll go again. And she kind of lost interest. She was, very, she was a, she's a, quite a young five. And about a year later, I was like, should we try again? And she was like, yeah, we'll do it again. And, and it was much better. So I think Mark was then in charge. But then we had gone on to the another age group or moved to whichever had happened and, and Mark was there but yeah it's quite interesting you, you say that your, your daughter didn't you have having fun mine was like my granddaughter's no there's no ball I'm not doing this so but you yeah, Mark when, when you brought Amy along for the first time because Amy'd had experience before hadn't she Im, yeah Amy started off oh god two or three at Matt Luton so we went over to Bocco back in yeah when she was 2015, 2016, maybe. Was that uh, a Wildcat Centre or just... No, uh, no wouldn't it? Would it? No, it was It would just been him before, doing coaching. So she went over there and, again, he had obstacle courses, he had stuff like that. So he, she did that for a little bit. I think, again, that till it all folded because it ended up folding over there for a bit. Um, did that for six weeks. But because her brothers were already here, so she was always interested in football and stuff. So as soon as they set up the girls, she wouldn't play with the boys because we were going to start with soccer tots. But she said no, no boys didn't want to do that. So it just it was coincidental that I think we missed the first one. But she, Amy, came to the second session of Wildcats and got stuck in. I think then when she was here, she was five. Um, and she ended up playing a few games for what was then the under eights, who are now a combination of our even up to our under fifteens and stuff, because it was a wildcat, and she was playing with that. So she just got stuck in with it then, and is now. Well, I said she's on her sixth year. I was saying to because it fries after five years they get the tanker, uh, the 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 shirt. the shirt, and at ten years at the moment the boys get a tanker. Dimmy's going to be getting a tanker when she's thirteen. I don't quite know what mm. she's going to do with a point tanker at thirteen, but because <laughs> <laughs> and that, and so she's just, just been here all the time and she loves it. It's been great for friendship. I mean, that's the main thing is the friendships, the fun. I mean, I said on a slightly tangent uh, having a conversation with a parent stroke coach earlier because of the weather and stuff that we've had and it's affected the daughter's mental health it's affected his mental health the lack of things being involved because of the weather's been so mm. atrocious and i'm saying that that has affected so many people because it is good for them uh, to build friendships, to be outdoors, certainly in the winter when you can as much as possible that they're interactive. Because in today's world of being on your own on in front of a screen and stuff like that, it, it affects people. And I think Wildcats, it develops that, that skill set of friends. The main thing is the friendship and the bonds that you get, for, which is ideal for the girls and the boys at Soccer Tots. It's also good for the parents, mm -hmm. for some parents to get out. That might be the only time they get out. You know, they're working Monday to Friday, stuck inside. That bit of fresh air on a Saturday morning might only be their only bit oh, of great. fresh air and interacting with something. 
and that's the importance and that's sometimes forgot, forgotten about in these sort of things you, and so that's an important thing and that's what you know why I still I agree do it. I agree and, and that, that's, that, that's I, I suppose an observation might not be, might be that anchor but, but I suppose with, boy, with boys football you know more boys play football the majority of the, the boys friends are going to be playing football probably playing for the same team so in terms of their social circle they'll be going to school with the same people they play with on the pitch more than likely with with girls and that that's the interesting interesting thing actually is is he's opened my my children up to to, to to a wider friendship group now so actually a lot of the children in my daughter's children in my daughter's class don't necessarily play football so she she's actually made more friends yeah. out of this and, and and to your point about adults we've we've definitely made more friends out, out of this as well um so that I, I, yeah 100 percent agree and so that, that that's you know crucial and it, again it's a life skill the foot i think I've, I've mentioned it virtually on every podcast the football is obviously the main part but it is a big yeah that's even a big yeah, yeah. Mm. but what yeah. comes out, out of it, it is yeah. the thing so the girls will learn like you said with your daughters when they go to secondary school mm. well, she's already going to know because obviously the five or six primary schools go to a secondary school mm. well, she's going to know twice as many girls as anybody else you know and that's so crucial for them to learn these and it is a skill set um so I think that is an important thing that sometimes gets overlooked with Wildcat Centre soccer tots and stuff like that, what it does bring to people. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at my, my current under-eight girls, and I said, I said this in the previous podcast, there were three girls from one school, three girls from another, but all the rest are individual. But if a girl goes injured, then it doesn't matter who, who they are or what school they go they are. They all go to that girl and make sure she's okay, comfort her. doesn't matter if she's a school friend or not. They all get together. If 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 one of the girls who's in a school group is off a sub, she'll chat with everybody else. It's it's not like I'm only talking to my friends. You know, they have become this group of girls. They're bond, and that's quite nice. There are one or two who who still don't quite mix with all of them, and that's not a deliberate thing. That's perhaps a shy thing, and that's perhaps something that the management of the team could look to introduce more games to make it work that the girls interact even more perhaps but you know yeah i mean but even i think if you've got a shy girl or boy who doesn't interact you can guarantee just for them turning up and playing it's improved that shyness and that isolation by at least 10 20 percent and there'd be more i mean classically look at corey i mean he's not overly outwards and is doesn't but he i would say i mean they did, my boys did a thing on um, this week where they joined the Bristol City thing. And there was two other lads from Fry's, different schools, didn't, you know, and straight away. So that's then given that connection straight away, put them more at ease because there was 70 odd kids there, but they knew another two straight away and stuff like that. So you're going into situations and it helps Corey when hardly say anything. I mean... But now he'll chat to them all, he gets to know them all, he'll talk to all of them. And Wider social groups. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even even if they're not going to be, I mean, we're a little bit away from the wild, Wildcats, with what I'm about to say, but yeah. even even if they're not going to end up being friends with some of these people, you know, they're still on the team together. They still have to learn yeah. to communicate with people that aren't their friends. I think there's some, there's some value in that oh, as well. Oh, there's huge value in that. 
And then we'll, don't be afraid to say we're going away from the Wildcats. We go off, me and Mark go off on all sorts <laughs> yeah. of tangents. And this is about bringing children along to new teams and new groups. So actually, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely spot on. The point is, this, this, this yeah. all starts with Wildcats, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whether I mean, it can start any time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whether it's but, the Wildcats or the Tots or any new team, it's about yeah. absolutely bringing your child, in your case, daughter, daughter, granddaughter, mm. to a new team and, and that experience. Um, so we talk about the weather. I've got this one down as another point to discuss: cold and wet weather. Not so much. Not so much cancellation. I don't think. I'm more in terms of how how they react because um, they, they come down and it's raining and, and they they look at you and say, "What do we do?" And we're like, "Well, you, you carry on." Ah, yeah, we love it. And, and and twenty minutes later, they look at you shivering, shivering and cold. <laughs> You do have to manage it. I mean, we looked at potentially not doing any wildcats in January because there's so many cancellations. We because it's not been cold, we have carried on. But I think we've still only done two or three. There's no consistency at all, is there? Yeah. yeah, but then it's how you look at it. So I've made sure that now my I know that it's slightly beyond the the, the new team, but my under eights now. We've managed to get sponsorship. They've all got the warm, rain waterproof jackets. Yeah. So we come down, and they're all wearing their lovely, warm, waterproof jackets, except for my granddaughter, who's hers, and she's wide open. She's got it on, but it's wide open, and it's hanging off the shoulders, halfway down the arms. And I say, right, I'll do it up. Oh, I'm hot. No, do it up. You're going to get cold. I'm really hot. Right, do it up. No, no, I'm hot. And she runs around. 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, granddad, I'm cold. I want to go and sit in the club. Right, okay. <laughs> and it's like every week. All the other girls, and by this stage, because they've had their tops on, are starting to take theirs off. Because they've been running around with their tops. They've actually built up that body heat. Mm. You know? So the, the cold and the wet, it's not affected them because they've worn, their parents have instructed them to wear the clothing in the correct manner. And they're starting to actually shed the layers now because they've warmed up properly. And I've got their one granddaughter who's like going the other way. It's like, no. I think we've tried our best. I think, I think the, sorry, the club has tried its best to, to get as many many training sessions in as possible. I know, I remember just December, we did, it was cold, wasn't it? And uh, we did, I remember being out there, two sessions I think we had there. It was minus four out there. Yeah. But yeah. it was, yeah. it was a absolutely, cra- it was such a cracking day. It was a crisp morning, the yeah. sun was out. You didn't actually feel cold? No, no. I mean, Mark, I was like, uh, James, you and I, we've done, we hired Walden's once, didn't we? Mm, Went, yeah. and, and indoors that's actually quite nice it actually got so hot that it was all the kids were sweating it was so Couldn't hot couldn't hear a thing though <laughs> Ech- it was echoing. constantly echoing yeah and the screaming and the screaming oh uh, that's yeah I mean but, uh, I've got that down here as well we'll come back to that but <clears throat> screaming children mm. but yes yeah, so we'll come back to that but yeah it was, that was uh, that was quite nice to go inside when it was really cold yeah. but, it, <sighs> but the thing I've realised about that though is is uh, obviously this will be in the second session and the second podcast anyway uh, part two but um, is that the whole the whole being indoors and hiring pictures yeah. the cost I've looked I've looked at this now and, and it makes so much more sense if you share mm. it, it's, it's hard it's, it's, a, it's a difficult cost to lump if you if you've got say only 14 uh, yeah, girls I, you can't have a whole picture yourself you can't no, well, this, you is can't why, this is why when we hire the the local astroturf we're looking at getting four or five up to maybe even six teams if you can mm. up there to hire one whole pitch to yeah, make it financially viable there needs to be a proper plan there, there has stuff, to be a proper there? there has to I mean, again, it's all ad hoc and on the fly at the moment isn't it I can I, I, I'm a high horse again with this this is something which especially now 
if it's going to be consistently wetter winters, wet and kids can't train, there is so much money at the top. Why the FA, Premier League and stuff cannot now start providing... It's not that much money, is it, really? It's, it's, a, drop in the, it's yeah, a drop in the ocean, and it a literal it, drop in the ocean. It, it frustrates me that potentially... I don't know. I'm a Liverpool fan, so I could say, if you said to the Liverpool players this week, you don't have a wage, we'd probably build enough 4G <laughs> pitches and enough like that that would cover most of the North West. Yeah. And just one week's wages for them. But like and our, it, it, yeah. it's just you, ridiculous. It doesn't happen. Our local go-to is is our, it's the local school, Wellsway, with their AstroTurf. And it was cancelled just before Christmas, wasn't it? And we looked at sort of, I think it was a Friday evening or Friday afternoon it was cancelled. It was free for the day. And the call went around, who wants it? And we, we managed to book it at nine o'clock. And within about an hour later, the whole day had gone. It, you know, yeah, up. And that's not just us, that's everybody. That's local, and that's local can, teams booking. But even it. then, why can't the FA? Well, you say, well, if you've got to use that pitch, we'll cover the cost for you. Hmm. Hmm. No, what I'm saying is, but why can't it, they? Not, that, not so much that, the fact is that it was fully booked out. From a, from yeah, a pitch that was okay. free from a Friday afternoon to Friday evening, that pitch from nine in the morning right through to a five in the evening completely and utterly yeah, worked out. but it, it would do. Like you said, there's the amount of clubs and stuff around here. But there should be something in place. It might get booked and stuff like that. That cost should be offset by the FA. <sighs> yes, but then, of course, who's going to, who's taking advantage of that? Again, we How do you stop teams? Yeah, uh, uh, monopolising it. Well, then it has to be managed properly. Or taking advantage and using it every week because it's nicer. Yeah. You know, or there's, he, a, there's a 4G over there. Oh, yeah, our pitch is damaged. Honest, no, honest government. Well, no, well then the, they have to manage it, don't they? I mean, it's not hard. If they managed it properly and allocated it all fairly... Or provided a couple. I mean, right down here, you can have two or three, and they should manage it. It's just. I mean, I've been to certainly two, two that I've been to, professional clubs, indoor pitches. And the, I mean, what, well, Birmingham was the one, the biggest one I went to, and it's huge, but it is only for Birmingham City. Well, back then it was only for Birmingham City FC, and again. If they could, it was ridiculous. Mm. So, there's so many kids that miss out. I mean, like we were saying earlier, on the way over in the car, my under nine, under ten girls have played twice at home since the fifth of November to the end, end middle of March. So, in four and a half months during the main season, mm. they've played twice mm. at home. And you've got to feel for the for the Wildcats, haven't you? Because mm. because. As much as you don't want it to be that way, they're obviously not. They're not. They're not going to get the priority, are they? No. You know, because, because the, the priority is going to be training is cancelled to get games on. Yeah. 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 And the Wildcats suffer, mm. and that's because I mean, everyone, everyone that's else, so everyone else, except training being cancelled to get their game on. Yeah. Wildcats only train, so they are the one. Urban Tots are the two that ultimately again, suffer the, more than anyone else. The time, the well, I guarantee we won't have training here Summerdale this weekend. I'll be amazed. We've got yeah, the games yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And so the under 10 girls are traded because, again, it's only the 9 to 10 slot at Wellsway. We're out there. Mm. But that means I've got to cancel Wildcats because I've got nowhere for them to go. And I've got the coaches have got to be somewhere else at a a time where Wildcats will miss out this week again. And that's 
potentially, and like I said, with the two games and with then with the Wildcats training, but if you're the main thing is, and if you certainly if you said that's why we train throughout the summer or as much as we can in the summer, because if you potentially between December and fe February, well, how many times? I think four or five times, maybe six. The Wildcats have trained. Mm. If you want a regular activity for your child to do on a Saturday morning, you go, well, every other week at worst, it ain't on. Well, interestingly, one of, the, one of the mandated policies of the wildcat thing is a minimum of something like 30 sessions or 20 or 30 sessions that a wildcat centre must provide. That's one of the mandated yeah. minimums. Yeah. So you actually must provide this. Now, if we're getting week after week cancelled because the rain is happening, what do you do? Well, it's, yeah, it's actually part of being a wildcat centre. There are a couple of other things you must do. <coughs> Perhaps we'll come back to that near the end. Because one, one I really hate. It's not, it's not an actual, you know, again, back to your point about, about the FA uh, giving, giving some money to it to do some pictures, you know, that, that 30, that if you raise that now to, to, to maybe 40, mm. that's, a big, that's a big chunk right there. And, and, and you've got to do something to be able to achieve that. Mm. You know, you, you, someone needs to be accountable. Someone needs to... To, to, yeah, take, you, if, that, if that's their goal and they think it's quite a low low bar, yeah. I'm saying. I think I think actually thirty sessions. Is I know, but how many have we had to cancel? That's what if I'm you, saying. If, you, if you've got fifty-two weeks a year, if a lot of centres say we're lucky that we can train throughout a year, there are some clubs who use cancel pitches. They, they yeah. get end end of April, beginning of May. That's it. It's over. So you've got this May, June, July, August. Four months, that'd be 16. Because it's cricket only. You cannot train on council because uh, yeah, of cricket. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly you're in trouble. And now you're in council week in, week out because of the rain. And you've got, and it's, a, so. and it's a commitment for the coaches as well, for like your wildcats. I mean, all right, you, through the winter, but in the summer, in theory, if you say you're running a team as well, your team is off. So you've got six, seven weeks where you, you've got no football, but you've got then got to do six or seven weeks still of wildcats mm. I mean and then that, that brings you back to what we'll probably go on to later is the running and stuff of it and volunteers and people to do it it is mm. to recruit people take it it's our job yeah um, okay another point I've got and I'll come to Mark first I, I, I can't really add to this next point because, and it's because of the way I've always been in, involved in the teams but I'll ask Mark initially what's it like being a new parent and, and oh, not so much for the Wildcats think back to when you came along when I with, with Corey and Bradley because obviously when, when you brought them along I think I think there was like four, only this year like four because had to, I had to go out and get a whole we did that, when myself and Dave Francis did those sessions it was to bring in enough players to run a team yeah. we only had three or four back then but you came in as a new parent to a team yeah. I'll come we to you next day what was came, it like to we came me and the boys I think came either to your last session before the summer, bizarrely before the summer break, or the session before. There was quite a few there. Cause it, because it, you'd done a big school. You'd gone right Yeah, but it was schools. new for everybody. Yeah, so it was... Well, there were three or four there, but it was new. But what, as in, what was it like to come along to a new, as a parent? To a... Yeah, it was, it was fine because the boys wanted to do football. Again, they'd already done a bit of football... With well, you, say, you say there was three or four. I, there, I had a lot of the year below and the year below that. I just didn't have enough of yeah, I, 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 So there I, were quite a lot of I people could, there. I couldn't... Con yeah, who was... What yeah. Age. I, I mean, as, there was a lot there. As, 
They did the last session, I think. I'm sure it was the last session. It was, yes. And then you had the break. It was. Um, well remembered. Yeah, no, it was, it said it, was, it was at the old club. Ooh. The old club was still there before Subodell was Outside even. the lodge? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a glorious, hot, sunny day. I've still got the photos. Yeah, so... Search, search the website, you'll look for, you'll find the photos. Very nice. So, it, it was for me, it was just about the boys enjoying football. I knew that they, they both liked kicking the ball about. Bradley had a bit of about him, where he, he had a bit of skill and stuff. And for Corey, we, we knew by then he had his diagnosis of autism and stuff. And we were keen that he got involved in a sport or something where he was part of it and that would be his passion. Yeah, but you've then got two boys in and you know they're going to be into it. So you've then got a new group to, a new parental group yeah. to then to become part of. How how was that for you in that sense? It was, it was, it, it was. Because yeah. different now as a manager, you're welcome to yeah, parents. I mean, going into a new group. And, also, I, and I understand for you, a lot of them were new as well. Yeah. What was it like? It was. I said it was. I said we did that initial session, and then I think we started back. I mean, we'll say four, six yes. weeks later. Yeah. Um, and it was nice. And but we turned we turned that weekend. And I said I was stood on my own to begin with. It was making sure the boys were all right. You'd have the odd chat with the odd parent. Um, and I think we came to four or five weeks constantly. I think. That was my mistake now you look back on it because I think after four or five weeks I think you'd suss out well who's coming here week in, week out and who hangs about and then suddenly you're... Never the new assistant manager. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, you know, if I'd have just dropped him off for a couple of weeks then none of this would have ever happened. So. Um, but yeah, and like I said, it was not... Like I said, it was getting them part of the... And like we said, it's new friendship groups. It was... We chose fries because A of the club, that was A up there, and B that, that there was a clubhouse. It was either, at the time, Red Falcons, when it was either here or Cainsham. Or Saltford, you know, so yeah, further, I think further out, yeah. Potentially was too, yeah, for, for us it was either here or Cainsham, and Cainsham had that more potential reputation of being taking it a bit too more seriously. We knew at the time, we didn't. We thought Corey would only play till he was ten or eleven, because of his disabilities and stuff. Um, so we thought Fry's had more of a friendly family club reputation when we'd done the research, and that's why we, we chose Fry's. Um, and it and it proved right. They said there was a couple, a few parents got to know Gaz, uh, Lee, Paul at the time. Um, and we built up this friendship group and stuff, and that it, and that was excellent. I said, because it is such a friendly club, it didn't take that long really, and you were, you felt part of the team and part part of it. The first game the boys lost, they lost twenty eight one, I think, to Brislington, and that was my love of Brislington. There came in from that day on. But for for listeners who didn't know, a year later we beat that team. Yeah, we did. So that, um, was the, that was the, that was the improvement the boys had shown. But, from, from it, you. but it, yeah. it, I thought I'd get that one in just. You but know. it didn't matter that they'd lost. No, they they enjoyed it. They'd had fun, and they built up these these friendships. Um, so that's yeah. yeah. James, when you when um your your daughter first joined Ben's team, what was like for you? Were they, I think they were they established or not Ben's? Team, it was the Wildcats. Wildcats. There were parents stood around. What was it like for you coming along as a parent? It was, it was. It was. There wasn't too many barriers, to be honest. Um, as I told, told you about, sort of my, some some of my 
concerns about you know, Sarah and I having, having sort of been interested in football, but, but there weren't there weren't any barriers. You know, we, we I, and, and because at the time a lot of these children were were children she already knew. I also knew the parents, so mm. that, that that really that really that helped. Helps. And and I mean, you might talk about this in, in the next podcast, but um, I'm not I'm not for, I'm, I'm not a big football fanatic person. Um, I suppose I suppose I, I had concerns about getting into football because of you know, typical football sort of stereotypes and stuff. But as Mark says, actually, this is it's a really family friendly club. Everyone's so nice, you know. Everyone's in it for the team. I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure you get the odd one or two people wherever you go, but either I've not heard of any problems at all in the club. Everyone's really nice. Everyone's easy to talk to, um, and I think, I think that's what everyone expects of each other. And, and yeah, I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I will say what's nice. Um, um, she's helped, our sponsor helps out both mine and, and Mark's team, and one of the things she actually makes active things to do, which I, I will admit, I obviously I never had when Mark came onto my team. She makes a, a particular effort to meet new parents. Go and meet new parents, introduce herself, welcome to the team. Maybe first two or three weeks we'll do that. This is the club, this is what you are. So new parents feel welcome straight away and that's an effort that she will do. She's done off her own back. And I, that's great. I think really every team needs someone like that. I, yeah. I have to, uh, again, something for later, but I, I, I really enjoy that part. Mm. You know, getting to know the parents as well as you do the children. No, can't say I know all the parents' names, but... but that part is, I think that's important. Oh, I still don't know parents in under 16s yet, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting near the end, last few little things. Um, going to the actual girls themselves. Um, when, they've, when they've come in, seeing their progression, watching them make new friends, seeing them smile and enthusiastic, how's that make you feel? That, that's why you do it, isn't it? I mean, you drag yourself up on after working Monday to Friday. Get, <coughs> I leave the house sometimes around quarter to eight, eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. And it is just to see the girls' enjoyment. It's simple as that, really. That's why you do it. Obviously, you, you, you know, like anybody who does any voluntary work, it's you want to give something back. So anything that they see happy or anything like that, or is the main reason. It is, it is the only reason you do it. <coughs> you said to have. My thing is if you have a, an effect on one one of the girls or boys' lives long term, you've succeeded. Well, well not, not <coughs> that, but seeing him, as in when she first comes along, seeing her smile, seeing her progress, seeing her make new friends. Yeah, that that's, you that's what, yeah that's what it's all about. It's said again as a parent. Mm. Um, you know, for Amy, she's on a sleepover tonight with one of her football friends. It's a, uh, it's as simple as that. And then she do something else with a football friend. The football parties, you know, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Now and it's not just why she's. I mean, she's making friends because she's now playing for Gloucestershire. So she's again that's expanded that again. There's teams, so she's friends with girls who play for Porter's Head, and going to arrange something with them in the summer and. You know that family it it, it widens. Yeah, James, so, you? I, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, just just the just the the enjoyment, enjoyment. And again, going back to someone you're not from a football background, our family's not they're not football fanatics. So yeah, it's getting up getting up early on a Saturday morning, 
Um, it's got more meaning now that now that, that I'm a I'm a manager and a coach. Definitely got a lot more meaning. Yeah. Bit bit easier to get up in the morning on a Saturday. Uh, but but yeah, just being there and, and, and seeing that enjoyment. Yeah, but that I love first, it. And, that and not just my year. daughter, seeing the other yeah. children's enjoyment yeah. as well. And and. Yeah, but that first year when you first brought her along and she's like, "Oh, what's this?" and we're going to give it a go to, to yeah, just that initial year and seeing her smile, make friends, and progress as a as a not just a player but as a person and come out of herself and what sort of feeling is that? Oh, I don't want to be too don't want to be too soppy, but you no, can't. no, no be yeah. soppy. Come on, if there is if there are any women listening to it, I'm sure they'll no, love it. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, no, no, my no, wife no. would love to listen to that bit she would listen to the podcast and I'm glad she doesn't some of the things I come out with but but yeah, I, I suppose there's the thing some, some people I'm sure there are some people out there that, that are, are whether it's boys or girls you know they're sent, they are sending their children to to play to you know, Wildcats or is it Tots for the boys isn't it yeah. um, because they want them to play football yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what but you know see just we're here for the enjoyment we're here for the enjoyment and, and, and I, that first year for us it's, and it's still now the same feeling it's not changed actually mm. that first year loved it still loving it there's no changing that feeling yeah excellent um, okay last couple of minutes I'll get a little bit perhaps controversial now just the end end with a bit of controversy a couple of FAQs from the England football website but one of it is and, and, and Mark will love this it is mandatory for wildcat deliverers to use the FA's events platform to create, manage, and take attendance of each of their sessions. Is this Spond? No. No, it's their own. Their own. Their own. So, so FA, so Wildcat centres must use the FA's um, platform. You create a session, you manage it, you take attendance. So parents who want to come along to a Wildcats session must book each week online. Right. No. So that's why we've done. That's why we created. This is a new thing, is it? Because no, no, this has been from the start. I, I, I don't this has been it. from the start. But I've, I've not had that, yeah. no, that knowledge of that. No, yeah. this is why when we went down at the club, the Spond route, I made sure that all the everyone signed up, and I created those training sessions. So mm. if they started saying, "Well, hold on, you're what? Why, as a Wildcat Centre, are you not using this?" We said, "Well, we've actually got attendance. Mm. We've sent out to the parents. They click on it. They show. We can show that they've got attendance." One of the reasons we don't like it is that you have to pay via their app and they take yeah, a cut. Take I knew you were going to say that. They take oh. a cut, absolutely. I, That's a wind-up, isn't ten, it? That's ten percent. <laughs> With what and you were saying I, earlier. I've, oh, God. I've done, yeah, and I've done the courses, I have did it, and my first question is, That's you're absolutely getting money. shocking. Apart That's... from you getting money, what benefit is it? And they've never given me an answer. They've tried, so they've got a record. They've got all this, but why? And you said two pound, and they yeah they wanted twenty p. So they're taking ten percent out of the club. So if you don't come along, you've still paid, and they've got their money. Yeah. For those listening who don't know, I I can get. Yeah, yeah. For those listening who don't know how we run our sessions, we take money for those who turn up at the end of the session. If they haven't turned up, we don't take any money. No. The FA would want you to put a 10-week block, pay 20 quid, even if you only turn up for six sessions. They would then have the money. It's disgusting, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that's the mandated way that the FA Wildcat oh. insists you do it. Funnily enough, we don't follow their policy. But, yeah, but we do have our own booking session, or we invite them via sponsor. They're all registered as club. Because 
that's that like we we use Spawn to register all of our players through that. Yeah. You know, so we keep a track in terms of GDPR and all the other things. And I, I mean, my my team now they've got all their fixtures on it and training. It goes out and they accept it and so on and so forth. But it's just for that reason. So I, I, yeah. I did the course. I didn't, I didn't know. This is yeah. this is actually making me physically physically I angry. Did the, <laughs> I did a two three week course over thing, and we had to do this, we had to do that, and I said, okay, so they're putting that. What are you giving us? And it was. It, they so do, they do know people. the people that are running this are volunteering yeah. as well, right? Mm-hmm. And no. they kept saying it was only twenty p. And I said, well, they can't volunteer. Ten percent. They can't volunteer an app. You know, just. Right. They've got to take a bit. They've got to take something. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Someone should do a petition. <laughs> it's it's scandalous. It 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 should be the other way. If they said to us, right, well, for everyone you get involved, we will. If they're paying two pound, we'll top it up by ten percent. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Then because you're encouraging it. girls into football and everything else. And then they'd be improving it. No, they'll take ten percent. They'll take their cut. Yeah. And so. again, like we said from the Wildcats down here. So you could have potentially paid for December, January and February and might have only done three or four sessions. And for, again, 20 quid, that's suddenly a five or a session. And that's not our fault because it's been cancelled. That's too much as well. Yeah. That, that's and it, so it's... And they, they recommend up to £3 per session. Yeah. Charging. No, we only charge. I think it's two pounds. Two pounds. Yeah. Two pounds on the door. Two pounds, yeah. But anyway, if you, you turn up. If you yeah. turn up. Yeah. And they. I mean, she's one of the things they said. Well, if you know you've got fifteen coming on the day because they've paid up, then you can plan your session around the fifteen rather than you know. Sometimes and it can be a pain. At sometimes they come down at nine o'clock. We've got. God, there's only four of you here, and at five past nine, there's twenty of you here. Yeah. yeah. But there's been no. I said there might be a difference, but if you paid fifteen and it's two pounds and somebody's got a couple of this ain't gonna turn up, ain't gonna tell you they ain't gonna turn up. Um And actually quite a lot actually on our WhatsApp group, a lot of them do yeah, say so we, sorry, can't make it now, someone's got a cold, can't make it so they do let us know. Yeah. It's just And that and that amount of money, that's nothing to them as well. That well, is such a, that, that's the other thing. That it's an absolutely un- what do they pay, pay for the, f- the free footballs they give you? Well, yeah, it's not, it's <laughs> that it's, me being cynical? It, and it's not for, but it said it's 20p a child, but you think for every Wildcat throughout the country. But what? Yeah. With the amount of money they've already got, that, that's. Yeah. I know. Right, so on that happy notes I think we're, we're coming to an end um, Mark do you have anything more to add on bringing your, your child to a new team a I new said team? for anybody do, do it it doesn't have to be for I think I've said on anything for any child teams I said I think if you could get a child doing an individual sport swimming and stuff it'd be fantastic and you've got a child doing a t- if they can do an individual and a team sport do it it's so good for their mental health for their thing it doesn't have to be Football could be hockey, rugby, cricket, anything. Have a go. They might do it for a couple of weeks and say, "Yeah, it's not." But you've had a go. Yeah. Or try and then try a different sport. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. James, anything you want to? Same thing, actually. Um, we've we've had a, a couple of a couple of new girls join in, in the last couple of months. Um, there was one girl in particular, a girl called Lily. After the first session, she described it as epic. I heard it from her mum. <laughs> And she, she's not from a football background. She called it epic. That you know, any any girl, whether you're sporty or not, 
yeah, highly recommend it. What more validation for a session do you want? When yeah, you're exactly. calling it epic. Exactly. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. All right, James, thank you very much. Thank you. Mark, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And listeners, thank you very much. Listen out in two weeks' time for our next episode where we discuss with James going on to become a manager. But until then, goodbye. If you like this podcast, then please email us your questions, comments, random thoughts, anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. You can contact Mark and Andy through X at FryClubJFC or Ben at Red Falcon JFC on Facebook via Fry Club Junior FC or Red Falcon Sport. The Fry Club JFC website is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk and the Red Falcon Insta page is at Red Falcon JFC. You could also type out a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts or give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production produced and edited by Andy Glover.